Welcome to the RTO Superhero Podcast with me, Angela Connell, where we explore the complexities of compliance and how to ensure business success within an RTO. This podcast is for anyone in the training industry who wants to learn from my experience as an RTO consultant, RTO manager, trainer assessor, and entrepreneur, as well as the experience of other experts in the training industry. Listen in and let us help you become an RTO superhero that you want to be. Welcome to the critical drivers to RTO success. So in this podcast, I'm going to give you an overview of the eight critical drivers to RTO success. It's something that we've identified that a lot of training organizations need um, because we can't survive on compliance alone. There is so much more to business in an RTO than just being compliant. We need to be successful. We need to be able to make money. And there are so many things that we've identified that can improve your practices. And this is the reason why we came up with the eight critical drivers to RTO success. So the eight critical drivers are driven around eight areas, of course, so looking at uh, focus areas uh, within your organisation. And this includes students and clients, training products, leadership and team, systems and practices, marketing and sales, financial viability, quality and compliance, and industry and networking. So with these critical drivers, we've identified that there are a number of areas that we need to focus on in order to improve and grow your RTO. So when we look at quality and compliance, what could you do to improve your quality and compliance within your organisation? And this includes with your team. So firstly, you could conduct an internal audit, and this is a way to identify whether you where the non-compliances are within your RTO. It's also best if you're able to get a third party to come into your RTO and conduct an internal audit because they're not going to be part of the culture of your organisation. So they're not going to be biased in any way and they're going to be looking at your RTO from a top down and really looking at the compliance issues within your RTO. Another way you could do this is through reviewing assessment tools and identifying, are there any gaps with your assessment tools? Is it Are the tools collecting sufficient evidence to demonstrate that a student is uh, compl- uh, competent. So we've also got to look at the training package requirements and what the changes are um, within that in order to assess the student competently. So the best way to do that is to conduct an assessment validation. Also reviewing your policies and procedures on a regular basis. Now we have the VET reform coming up soon, so there's so much that's going to be changing when it comes to the standards. So this is a good opportunity for you to review your policies and procedures right now um, and in particular identify any gaps that there may be because you know we could give our feedback with the with the VET reform that's happening at the moment. Um, And when the new standards come out, you'll have the opportunity to be able to provide feedback on the draft standards before they're actually distributed um, out and and become live. So this is a great opportunity for you to review your policies and procedures and look at how you're implementing the standards within your RTO. 
The next one is ensuring that you have a range of team members who are undertaking vet professional development. So that's professional development within the vocational education and training sector and making sure that they're getting sufficient professional development in order to have a good understanding of compliance, uh, changes in the industry, and how they can be part of that those changes within the industry. In particular, when we look at right now with the vet reform and all of the things that are changing, going to change uh, with the legislation and how we're audited. So there's quite a few projects that you could work on when it comes to quality and compliance. And so some of the things that we do at Vivacity is we get all of our members to set uh, annual priority goals. So we did that at the start of this year where we got all of our members to attend a strategic planning retreat. And at that strategic planning retreat, they set goals for the year. And I really recommend that as an RTO that you do this as well, because this is what's really going to push your business forward and move that lever within your organisation. So it's looking at projects that are going to help you grow and scale in your business. So there's, a, I've just given you quite a few examples there, but other strategies that you could put in place is implementing regular Q&C meetings, um, holding um, PD internally within your organisation, undertaking professional development, such as the training that we offer at Vivacity in vet professional development, um, and those other things that we said around assessment, validation, internal audit. And the other one is that you should be doing on an annual basis is updating your training and assessment strategies. So moving on to industry and network, what strategies could you implement to improve your industry engagement? So there are a number of strategies that you could do and they aren't just industry surveys. There is so much more that you could do with improving your industry engagement. Have you ever thought about partnering with another RTO or partnering with industry and business and identifying you know, what you could do to actually target their requirements within their industry. So great opportunities there. We have a number of members who are partnering with other member, uh, other RTOs and they're building their network that way. They've got access to job trainer government funding and they're able to expand their market um, not only in New South Wales but into other states as well with the offering of the government funding that they've got. And it's a great way to collaborate with other professionals uh, within the uh, vet sector. Other um, industry engagement uh, strategies that you could put in place is working with job active providers. So the job active providers are the ones that uh, will go, uh, they're, they're the ones that are placing their students into a job and they are looking. They are looking for training providers to be able to uh, place their students with, uh, hopefully, get, uh, getting employment outcomes. So it's a great way to network. Even if you don't have government funding right now, I would highly recommend because over the next three years, there's going to be a massive impact in the training industry. If you do not have job trainer or government funding, 
you will be impacted as an RTO. So right now is a really good time. If you've never thought about doing it before or it's not something that was on your radar, I definitely would go into looking at government funding and applying for it. There are a number of skill shortage areas where there isn't sufficient training providers currently out there who can deliver the training to meet the uh, future needs of industry. So what could you do to be creative to meet those industry needs? And some of those is looking at micro-credentialing, so looking at shorter courses that you could put together that are going to meet industry-specific needs and how can you do that. Another area that I highly recommend that you get into is traineeships and apprenticeships because this is going to be the game changer. The government is really focused on re-energising and recovering Australia from COVID-19 and one of the areas that they've identified on where they'll be putting a lot of funding is apprenticeships and traineeships. So if you've never offered apprenticeships and traineeships before, I highly recommend that this is an area that you get into because there's so much that you can do with apprenticeships and traineeships and what you can meet. And this is also looking at what are the other training products that you have on your scope that you could place under your scope that would meet future industry needs um, and be that in an industry that you're currently working with or perhaps even a totally different industry. If you know my background, I own, formerly owned and operated my own RTO. And in that RTO, when we started, we only had eight qualifications on the scope. But when I sold it three and a half years later, I had over 35 qualifications on the scope. And we expanded from, we were just doing business and hospitality and aged care. And we ended up in disability, community services, childcare, hairdressing, beauty, tourism, event management. We did a whole spectrum of qualifications ranging from certificate two to diploma. And when I had my RTO, it was when we had the last recession, which was when Productivity Places Program came out. And there were so many opportunities then to be able to access government funding, uh, but also apprenticeships and traineeships. And we did a lot of work in that area to meet those needs. Next is students and clients. So what strategies could you implement to improve your student engagement and get more students in your organisation. So there are a number of strategies that you could put in place and a pro possible projects that you could work on is looking at how can you improve your customer experience? How can you look at how you're serving your clients right now and improve your services to meet their needs moving into the future? And in particular, it's looking at that high unemployment and how you're meeting those needs. And that's where collaborating with job active providers is an awesome way to be able to build um, your student profile and, and get more students on board. Another strategy is looking at your retention rate and what are you doing to retain your students within your RTO um, and looking at, you know, this is your commencement and completion rates and also looking at return customers and referrals. What could you do to get more referrals from current students 
who would refer you to future students. And it's actually having a proper strategy in place for doing that, not just relying on word of mouth. It's actually giving the students uh, a way, a mechanism to be able to refer people to you. It can be some sort of um, incentive that you can pay them for it, for a referral. Um, there's no nothing in the standards that says that you can't do that when it comes to referrals. The other area is looking at opportunities for improvement on how you can improve you know, not only the student experience but how you're working with your variety of clients. It could be working with industry and employers and looking at those different strategies that you can put into place to, you know, these are all strategies you can put in place in order to grow and scale your business with getting more students on board. The next one is training products. So what could you do to improve your current training product offering? When was the last time you did an addition of scope? Have you really identified what are the current and future needs of the employment workforce? The way we work right now has changed forever and it's never going to be the same again. How have you adjusted your training to meet the needs right now, but also the future needs of industry and their workforce? So you really should be looking at your core product offering, what are the training products that you're offering, and what other training products could you add to your scope? Micro-credentialing is going to be huge. So micro-credentialing is all about adding, uh, putting together a cluster of units that is meets specifically an industry need. So it's actually going out to industry and asking them, what are your requirements and how can we meet your needs with look, identifying um, a course that we could put together. I'll give you an example of what I did when I had my RTO. We uh, were approached by the wineries. At that time, I was uh, my RTO was in Newcastle and we had a number of clients um, in the wine region um, of the Hunter Valley who we were uh, working with the apprenticeships and traineeships. And one of the problems that they had is with their cellar door staff. They had identified that there was no training that was really suitable for their cellar door staff. And what they really wanted was that like all of their cellar door needed RSA certificate, but they needed more. They needed to be able to operate um, an FPOS machine. They were also required to have excellent customer service and engagement, have an understanding of the wine, so a wine appreciation. So we put together a cluster of units and we put it forward to the government uh, state training authority and we actually got it funded because it was meeting an industry needs. And we put together this short course that actually met the cellar door requirements and we called it the cellar door course. So there's lots of different ways that you can do this and it's only through engaging with industry that you really identify what their needs are and then you'll get them coming to you. The other one is looking at the industry and technology within the industry. Is there a training product you should be putting on your scope that is meeting the needs right now and the future needs of technology in the workplace and what they need? And another project you could work on is identifying your ideal client avatar. So who is your ideal client? Where are they from? What is their demographics? Um, and how are you meeting their needs? And then once you've really honed in on who is your ideal client, then you can really market to that ideal client. The next one is leadership and team. So what projects could you help 
uh, could you implement that would help you with growing your team and improving your leadership? So there's a number of areas that you could uh, focus on here. Um, one of them is looking at your team rhythm meetings. So how often are you meeting? Are they valuable meetings? Uh, we use the Rockefeller habit where we have a morning huddle, a once a week huddle, then we have a monthly meeting, then we have a quarterly uh, quarterly priorities and then an annual priorities meeting. And it's where at all of these meetings, we're really focused on what are our annual priorities and what are the goals that we wish to achieve. And everyone's on board then because it's all of the team members that are doing this. You could also look at affinity mapping. So how are you working together with your other teammates uh, within the organisation? It could be also external. You might have suppliers who come in as well. And how could you work more effectively together? Have you got company values? Uh, there are so many training organisations that I know that don't have any company values. And it, what happens then uh, when you don't have those company values is you're not able to recruit or work with uh, those values. I found when I implemented company values, which was, you know, eight years ago now, uh, I found it was very different within our organisation because a lot of the values were around me and my personal values. But I also, um, with my quality team members, I asked them, what are their values and what do they believe should be within our organisation with how we work? And we identified, you know, what are the best values? Uh, and we have some great values that we work with within our organisation. So this is a great area and I recruit on those values as well. Looking at team training plans, so how are you ensuring that your team are up to speed with the latest vet requirements, business requirements, and how to drive their business and even things like looking at critical drivers within your organisation. The next one is systems and practices. What would be the ideal project that you could put into place to drive your systems and practices? So what I mean by that is you've got your student management system, but you might be thinking about going online and moving some of your training online, or you might want to move all of your training online. What is the process? You know, what platforms are out there? There are so many that are available. We work with a number of them. And it is going to be the way of the future with education in the training industry. Also looking at flow charts and your internal system. So what is the process within your organisation and how are you meeting? Now, this also goes with student engagement, um, leadership teams. So these all tie in with those. So what are your processes for onboarding a new client or a new student? Um, how could you improve those practices? Could also be um, onboarding process for new staff members. Like for in our team, we have online learning for our new team members uh, and it makes it so much easier when you're inducting a new team member. How could you automate some of those mundane tasks that you may have within your organisation? There is so much software out there right now that you could use for automating your systems and practices. And this is an area that I highly recommend that you get into because it's it will save you so much time and money within your business. And yes, it will cost you money to set it up, but the amount of time and money you'll save in the future, you'll be so thankful that you put that automation process in place. And that's uh, student systems and practices. 
so systems and practices. Um, the next one is marketing and sales. So what are the best strategies that you could put into place to drive leads to sales? So looking at you know, a referral system once again, so how can you get students to refer to you or even businesses um, and other organisations? Uh, looking at your sales script and what is your process for onboarding a client? So what is that process? Do you do an interview process? Do you, you know, How do you identify that they're the suitable student to come through your organisation? So it's looking at that whole sales process. And this includes you know, even your sales process with contacting job active providers, um, marketing with uh, state training authority, uh, employers, how do you get apprenticeships and traineeships on board? That's part of your sales script process. A big area that you really should be optimizing is your website and your search engine optimization and including Google Ads. It is so competitive being in the training industry. The only way you're going to get on top of the list when you look at uh, your competitors in the industry is really optimizing not only uh, through Google Ads, optimizing there, but also optimizing your organic um, search engine in the back end of your website. And this is an area that I highly recommend, like a really a good website sells well. So, and, and where you have good information on there about um, your products and services and what you offer, uh, it's a great way to get out to market. But how are they going to find you if you haven't optimized your work website? And, and that's putting keywords into the back end of your website that people are Googling. Uh, as you may have guessed, uh, marketing is actually my background and it's an area that I'm very, very passionate about um, and in particular helping training organisations with getting their branding and getting out there. What is your digital marketing strategy? How are you connecting with others on social media and how are you making getting people aware of what you do and the services that you provide? What is your unique selling position? What makes you different from the other RTOs that are out there? This is a project that I highly recommend that you uh, have a look at because you really need to be able to stand out above the rest. Marketing collateral is another area. So it's looking at um, with your marketing collateral, it's not just what you sell, it's what you give away to gain trust so people can get an understanding of who you are and gain trust with why they should work with you. And you can do that through your marketing collateral, such as you know, e-books, free short courses. There's a number of strategies that you could put in place uh, that would help people build trust in who you are. Finally, we're looking at financial viability. So what could you do to improve your bottom line? One of the things that we recommend is hire a bookkeeper and an accountant. It gone are the days when the CEO should be still doing their accounts. When, once you hand this over, you are going to save so much time and you really need to think about the time that you spend in doing your accounts. What could you be doing to build your business? And that's where you should be. You should be working on the business, not in the business. Uh, it also, uh, government funding opportunities, and there's so many out there right now. What could you do to get access to job trainer, apprenticeships, traineeships, and other areas to get government funding within your organisation?
another project you could put in place is looking at the cash flow forecast of your business. What is the forecast for the next 12 months? And then you can then set budgets to align with and make it, it makes it much easier on your cash flow when you're working with that. Having an exponential growth plan. So that growth plan of where are you going to go? Where, what is your 10-year moonshot goal? What is your three-year, two-year, one-year goal? Financially, what are those targets that you want to reach? Because if you've actually identified what the uh, monetary outcome is of what you want to achieve, then you know what you're working towards and what then what things you'll need to put in place in order to meet those the other one is looking at the lifetime value of a client. So what is the lifetime value of your client? Do they come back? Are they referring you? Um, are there other strategies that you can put in place for re-engaging students, such as upskilling or uh, cross-training into other areas? Okay, so that's the eight critical drivers to RTO success. We came up with this as part of our mastermind. So uh, all of our members are part of our mastermind where I spend one hour a week coaching our clients through these eight critical drivers, but also keeping them accountable. Who keeps you accountable? And that's what you need to do this. You should have a coach. All business owners should have a coach. And the reason why is someone needs to keep you accountable as a business owner and make sure that your business is moving forward. We've had amazing results with our clients. They have just gone above and beyond. They have nailed it when it comes to job trainer. Last year, we offered job trainer uh, training where we were teaching you how to optimize uh, getting access to job trainer funding and our clients have absolutely smashed it. The other area is looking at that building and the growth of your organisation. Uh, transitioning to online is another one. We did education and isolation last year as well. So these eight critical drivers to RTO success is going to be something that you, you should focus on within your organisation to grow and scale. We're now offering a monthly masterclass on this and we're going to be focusing on one critical driver per month to help you with getting a better understanding of how to improve your business and identify different strategies that you could put in place to grow and scale your business. So each masterclass, it goes for 90 minutes. Um, it's on the second Wednesday of each month at 10 a.m., and you can go to vivacity.com.au and you'll see it's on our website and you'll be able to access details about the masterclass. It's only $44 to attend the masterclass and you'll learn so much and get so much content out of it to help you grow and scale your business. Thank you very much. This is Angela. I'm looking forward to catching up again with you soon and have an amazing day. Thank you for joining us on the RTO Superhero Podcast with me, Angela Connell. Please take a moment to rate and review this podcast on your preferred podcast app. Each rating and review helps us fulfill our goals of helping training organizations around Australia to learn and grow in compliance and business success. The RTO Superhero Podcast is proud to be part of the Experts on Air podcast network.